Welcome to the Kind of an Expert podcast. I am your host, Corey Tyndall, and this is episode nine, I believe. Yeah, episode nine, over two months worth of episodes, and we're just getting going. This was one of my uh, top top nine episodes for sure. Uh, had one of my good friends, Caitlin Reese on. She is a comedian in New York City. Her Instagram handle is the Caitlin Reese. That's R-E-E-S-E. Uh, and we wanted to, she, she specifically wanted to talk about fears, um, fear of the future, past fears, uh, get into kind of what is causing those fears. And this, uh, this was a this was a really fun episode because, uh, you know, her life is a little bit shaky right now. So I think it was uh, it was fun to get in there and dig deep. You could see her on stage. Uh, she is in New York City a lot. She's got uh, a show coming up. She's actually opening for Sarah Talamash on March 8th at New York Comedy Club while Sarah is recording her album. And you could see her all around the country at the Burning Bridges Festival, Comedy 4 Festival, Oak Tree Festival, uh, and many more as those lists come out um, now. Just enjoy the show. It's yeah. been a long fucking time, though. Okay. <laughs> Wait, lo- okay, long time since you've dated a guy or long time it, since you've been attracted to a guy? No, I can't. Here's the thing, though. I'll be attracted to men sometimes, but it's like, just kind of, I kind of like what I'm envisioning when, I, when I'm when i around them. I was like, oh, it'd be nice to like make out a little, whatever. I'm never yeah. thinking about sex. Just For like some reason, intimacy. with him, it's like, oh, I want to fuck. <laughs> I don't know why, because it looks like a turtle. <laughs> he looks like a turtle yeah, he's got a that. big bald shapey ass head yeah yeah keep talking people are gonna figure out who it is <laughs> you're not putting this on the podcast <laughs> i can i don't know no i'll edit it out if you really don't want me yes to. i don't want you yeah, to no. i thought we were I, testing the levels we were testing the levels and then i hit record and we'll just figure like we'll get into uh and i'll crop it wherever we need to crop it thank you yeah I'm not out here to try and like <laughs> make you look bad. Well, speaking of speaking of fears, yeah, this is a huge fear that I have. I've always been afraid to actually date a comedian, have it go poorly, and then you're blackballed from the business. Yeah, not maybe not blackballed, but like comedy is hard enough. I can't imagine being uncomfortable in rooms over like who you're having sex with. It seems mm. so not worth it with all the variables. <laughs> That yeah. ma- that can make your life difficult. It's such a difficult life anyway. And the idea of like, oh, I just had to have sex yeah. <laughs> where I work. So like if that person wants to, you know, give me um, maybe a bad reputation or complain about me and then maybe certain people look at me differently, don't want to work with me or just give me attitude in the green room. The idea of that has always been like horrifying yeah that's what i tell myself for why i'm not fucking comedians <laughs> yeah it's not why i'm not fucking comedians but it's what i tell myself <laughs> because no no comics are hitting on you right now yeah not really yeah and it's no i mean no no one's looking for a real dad <laughs> man it's honestly like i've been trying to get this into a into a joke but of my 
uh, of my like serious girlfriends, only one of them has not had an issue with their father. And it's like, like either in jail. Yeah. Dead. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just like, man, is that really the, the total complete vibe I'm giving off? It's yeah. just like, oh, he'll be a replacement for my father. You are a good listener. You're smart. You're handsome. Wow. Um, are we going to date now? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that's how this ends. Yeah. I came on the podcast to ask you out, Corey. Shortest podcast ever. <laughs> wow. We got right to it. <laughs> We're going to go fuck. All right. We'll see you guys later. No. Um, we can record the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine just awkward audio that'd Jeez. be horrible <laughs> when was the last time you've uh done anything around a penis <laughs> we're talking about fears yeah, don't yeah, bring it back there <laughs> <laughs> this was prior to the podcast conversation yeah i mean <laughs> stay on topic on your own goddamn podcast Corey. <sighs> can so i swear hard. yeah yeah okay Oh man, you obviously <laughs> didn't listen to the other episodes. Not yet. I'm gonna get. I'm. I'm gonna have to go. They're delete in my. Those. They're in my queue. Perfect. Yeah. Let's see if they ever get out of your queue. <laughs> the, I've got a lot of things queued <laughs> up that I'm never actually gonna get to. It, I'm not mad. I'm okay, mad. good. Because there was no part of me that's not interested. You, you don't yeah. blame me. What a way to pitch your own podcast on the podcast. I don't blame me <laughs> if you listen to this shit. I don't blame anyone for not listening. There's so many fucking podcasts, and I'm kind of annoying sometimes. What so. dinks are out there <laughs> listening to this shit? Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm telling myself. <laughs> um, no, okay. So Where my I, dinks I actually, at? <laughs> I understand that fear of uh, retribution for for dating a comic and then yeah. like, fucking up. And there's there's a comic that I know in. New York who moved here with his girlfriend and they were both comics. And when they did break up, like she went on a tear, like actually went to club bookers and was like making up stories about this guy and like trying to essentially like submarine his career. Luckily for him, he's like one of the nicest people ever. And it was like hardly believable. So it was like, really? He did that. And nobody like, but apparently it set him kind of far back in some, situations and i heard that story like very new into comedy and i was like oh shit okay sure i gotta i gotta make sure that i'm not shitting where i eat yeah i don't know if you've heard uh corinne fisher talk about her ex on stage she does it a lot and she will name drop (laughs) it's like it's very funny but i'm also always sitting in the audience going i'm really glad i'm not that person because she will like she and the jokes are great by the way i mean it's it's very funny stuff but it's also like wow we are like one step away from just giving out his home address (laughs) 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 and just having like the simpsons mob come out yeah um yeah that so she's got a lot of fans too (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> this isn't just like some person no. in an open mic no. going after somebody else in an open mic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would really suck. <laughs> I feel like if an angry mob's gonna be coming after me, I want it to be because of something I did, right? Not like, like I want to at least look at it and go like, yeah, I earned that one. Right. I, I know exactly what I did there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. So, what are you? You wanted to do the topic of fear. Well, are you thinking like comedy fear? Uh, 
specifically or just like in general? I want to. We didn't actually talk about this before. I no. want to know what you were what you're kind of thinking. I guess I was thinking about the like I've had so many big fears over the course of my life, as most people live with anxieties, and like some are irrational, some I think are actually kind of make sense. You just can't obsess about them. Yeah. And I feel like I've conquered so many fears of my life over my the time of my life, but I've also added. You know, I'm always like adding to the queue new weird ones. Yeah. But I don't know. This just, just like um, this podcast. <laughs> I wasn't afraid of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> was I supposed to be terrified? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how I like all my guests. For the listeners On here, edge. we're sitting in a WeWork, and I thought it was his apartment because I haven't been to his apartment. And I was like, "Where the <laughs> fuck does Corey live?" <laughs> I just sleep in this red chair. Also, we're eight for eight on the guests bringing up that we're in a WeWork. Yeah. Every single guest has done it so far in the first 10 minutes of oh, the really? podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'm keeping a running tally just to see if I can get every single guest <laughs> to bring it up. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's um I think that's telling that like people are like, "Wow, it's I don't think most people record in WeWork." No. So when they're in here it's like, uh, it's, "Oh." I mean, where I got a day job and I have access to it and it's like it's so weird to have somebody at least in New York like back back home in michigan it was like normal to have people come over to your house yeah but like my apartment's so small i was right. like what are we gonna sit in my kitchen and hope my roommate doesn't bust through in his underwear like, right what i'd rather <laughs> just do it because it's actually like it's a good room it's like pretty soundproof no and, totally yeah i think it's a great space i think it's just anyone who goes on podcasts you're used to just doing the like usually an apartment hang or mm-hmm. it's like a i've not done one of these but you'll see the videos of people who actually like get a traditional studio yeah um but it's great i would do the same thing if i was in your situation i think it's just people it's on the brain of like huh just assessing that i'm in a we work yeah yeah <laughs> they're like oh these people have real jobs yeah this and we're like weird. this is <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> um okay back to the topic yeah. So you, you've conquered a lot of fears you've got more queued up yeah there's still some insane ones that i'm like so I think the two fears that I've had my whole life that I can't seem to shake is that one, I always come up with, um, I always immediately think I'm going to die in situations. Like what kind of situations? So particularly one that comes up a lot, cause I still have a car here in New York for, for road work, even though I only probably go out about twice a month, um, on the road for something or something. But you repark it twice a week. At least. At least. It's insane. It's a nightmare to own yeah. a car in this yeah. city. In many ways, it is incredibly dumb, but I, I'm doing everything dumb for comedy. So yeah. <laughs> what's one more? If you're doing it smart, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Great motto. <laughs> going to get a t-shirt. Um, um, yeah. Okay. So you're, you're going to die. Yeah. So especially when I'm driving, if I'm in a remote area or it's late at night, if I'm even slightly feeling like I'm lost for some reason or like if, or I've had times where like my phone stops working or I don't get Wi-Fi and Ooh. I don't know where I'm going or two uh, if I'm low on gas and there's truly nothing for miles I always assume that like <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's so insane but I'm like this is how I die as if the car is just gonna like stop putter like putter out yeah and then I will just not use my legs and lay there to die and never try to get water or food you're or like, flag down another car. No rational thought like, comes into my I head. I had a good run, but this is where it ends. 
<laughs> it's like such Damn, a. I had so much to live for. It's like such a, like you could clear. I could probably survive just by walking all night to my destination. <laughs> yeah. But or maybe like walking <laughs> ten minutes. There's nowhere in the country that you can't walk ten minutes to get back in cell phone service. Oh, true. But I have no. I have a prepaid plan, and sometimes uh, you got it, a burner phone. It's not great. <laughs> it's just let's just say it's not great so there are times i'm like i guess i'm not gonna have internet for a few hours um so it freaks me out anyway but that's my that's one of my fears that i've had that ever since i've been 16 and could drive mm-hmm. i'm like automatically would be like yeah it is like this bizarre as if i'm like in a desert and this like the car just goes out and i'm just gonna <laughs> dry up on the side of the fucking road it's You've got so an active weird. imagination, and it goes real dark, <laughs> real, real fast. Do you have any childhood fears that stick with you? Oh man, Commitment. no. Most most of my fears are um, like social type type deal. Like I'm not really scared of anything. I'll get anxiety about stuff. Yeah. Like like if I don't do something I'm supposed to, I'll get kind of anxious. Yeah. And like. If it's really bad, I'll get like a feeling like I'll feel sick. You have and you have good boy anxiety. I do have good boy anxiety. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's really sad. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's how I was raised. Like okay, so like when I was growing up, if we missed a homework assignment, there was like a the the punishment was that we didn't get tv friends or video games for two weeks for like one missed homework assignment jesus christ was two weeks and so the punishment was so fucking ridiculous that it like when i was a kid like i would just lay in bed because i realized i forgot to do my homework and just like feel physically ill because i was like thinking i was future tripping i was super anxious about like what the next two weeks of my life would be like yeah. it's how i feel like like if you get arrested and then like you're just waiting for trial <laughs> <laughs> like that's that is the feeling i assume i would have just like anxiety like what's it gonna be like any yeah like, and yeah you're right it's good ba- it's good boy anxiety so for the listeners at home Corey looks like a dad he has very big dad energy mm-hmm. uh, BDE baby <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just loving imagining like a, a BDE in the making just like laying there all anxious oh my god it yeah. sucked it sucked and I haven't had it really as an adult because I don't give myself too much responsibility <laughs> yeah. but that's on purpose no but I can tell you care about whatever day job you have that's always clear when Whenever I run into you and we talk, I always feel like this is a guy who's trying not to get fired from his day job. Yeah, but it's because I got fired from my last day job. (laughs) (laughs) Again, it's the like, it's that feeling of like, oh, I didn't do anything like that bad at my last job. And then the punishment way outweighed the (laughs) the thing. So now I'm like, yeah, no, it's more like a, it all stems from like a pride thing that I'm like, I don't want to ask my, I don't want to have to ask my parents for money. Yeah. And so I'm like. I like I very much like having a, a solid plan yeah. B behind whatever my my plan A is. Right. And so I guess like I don't really have a fear of failure for plan A because of the plan B. But right. if I didn't have plan B, I'd be terrified that plan A would not work. Yes. And uh yeah. Do you I ever mean, have anxieties like thinking about if you totally fa- like failed at life so like if you lost your job like yeah. if comedy fails if you like lose your apartment like what would you do 
Um, Do you think about that shit or no? It's like, not, I mean, I have a fear around it. Not like a fear of like, and I was actually joking on the episode with Keanu that I'm like just two steps away from skipping the stop at work and just riding the train all the way to the far Rockaways. Just because I was like, (laughs) I was so like stressed out at the time. I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just riding the rails. That's what I'm doing today. Uh, But it's like, uh, no, I think that because like I wouldn't like it. My parents wouldn't like it, but they do have a place for me to stay if all that happened. And I would be really upset, but it's not like, oh, this all failed and now I might die type of thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm assuming that changes. Like, for, for people that have kids, that's right. when I think that type of anxiety oh. kicks in. But right now, I'm just like, no, I don't know. I could get a job doing whatever. <laughs> Something. Yeah. Like, I used to roof houses. I could easily yeah. do that again. Yeah. I mean, I'd fucking hate it. But sure. Like, yeah, I don't know. Do you? I mean, is that? Like, yeah, because like. Well, you're kind of living it right now. Like, oh, you're yeah, in I'm basically huge state of flux. Yes, it's not. I don't. I'm living again very stupidly here. Please describe uh, credit card the, debt. The oh, in and out of some credit in and out debt. of jobs nice. uh, all day long, uh, temping, <laughs> spending way too much money to go on tour or to do festivals on yeah. the road. Which are great, and there are definitely good things that are coming out of them, but I really don't have the money to be doing it, but I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> People are like, how can you afford to take all this time off or like fly everywhere? And I'm like, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I'm just doing it. <laughs> you heard of SoFi? They're going to refinance my credit card loans for me. It's going to save me. <laughs> also, more people know who I am. Um, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> which may have no payoff, but... Have we'll you done the math? Like, I don't want to do the math. I started to, I started to figure out my six months in being here. It's not m- that much longer that I've been here, and I figured out how much, how much of uh, I've already killed my savings. But like calculating that, and then like the debt I've gotten myself into, and that made me want to throw up. But I've kind of told myself that I only have like a few years here to like really go this hard, and mm-hmm. if it feels like. Um, it's not progressing to a place where it makes sense to struggle like this, then I'm not going to. Um, yeah. doesn't mean I quit comedy. It means like maybe I'm not in New York City uh, dicking around. Yeah. So we'll see. Or maybe I have to like cut back a little on going so hard so that I can actually have a normal job. Um, right. Where like, like comedy is not like the end all be all. I don't know. I don't know what that. I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I, uh, it's just hard though, because like anytime I'll, I'll like, so right now I'm in between, um, temp jobs. So I, I just got into three festivals coming up. I already got my, thank you. My plane tickets for them. Um, I'm also, uh, randomly got invited by a couple of comics to go to Italy in April. Whoa. So just like vacation. It's the tickets were $300. Oh shit. Yeah. I've just never been, and I've also I was my twenties uh, was dating one person, so mm-hmm. and then I got into comedy in my thirties, so I feel like I haven't ever just like done a really fun thing with friends like that yeah. intense. So I was Hell like, yeah. when am I gonna do this? I don't have a job. I'm already doing stupid things with money. Right. Um, what's another three hundred dollars? <laughs> you know what's insane is that my whole life I've been the complete opposite of how I'm acting here. Like I've been the most responsible most like reliable. Like I mean I'm a cat. I mean I don't totally believe in astrology, but 
I'm just like a very level headed <laughs> Capricorn. Okay. I'm very much like, but now I'm just weirdly working really hard at something that pays me nothing. So it's like my work ethic is still there. Like work has always been important to me. Mm-hmm. I'm just being absolutely reckless with my money. Um, yeah. I mean, part of it, I think it's just like living in New York city where everybody's reckless with money. Yes. Like it's part of you're you're reckless with your money and then you either completely flame out yeah. or you make a shitload of money and it was all worth it. Right. But for every person that you hear that they're like, like Tom Segura will talk on his podcast about like, yeah, no me and my wife went into a ton of debt to do this. And like, obviously it worked out from him, but we're not listening to the podcast of the guy. It didn't work out for or right. the podcast of the thousands of guys. It didn't work out for. So totally it's, uh, I think it's, like part of it's part of it's the big city. And then part of it is like, you kind of have to with comedy and even like, I don't do that much road gigs and I'm like kind of putting off, uh, festivals for like another year or two until I can like really refine a good like festival set. Sure. Um, but even now I'm like looking at it, I'm like, okay, well I'd have to take this much time off of work, but I need the money for this. And like, I don't know, like maybe do I get like some sort of consultant job that's a little more flexible. Right. And I'm like, I'm overthinking things that are like two or three down years down the road. But that like, to your point, that's just kind of comedy. Like you have to, right. It's uh, they do it on weird days. You have to take time off. There's no real schedule. To yeah. It. So it sucks because like I am always in inter- I'm like when I'm home, and when I'm back off the road and I'm home, I am hustling for day work. The issue is that like, um, I haven't had good luck on my own getting, um, gigs directly. I've been mostly working through temp agencies, but then I'll go to interview at a place and uh, it'll be like, Oh, cover maternity leave for like three months. But I have to say, Hey, I'm going to be gone for like one and a half weeks on different time periods. They're like, well, we don't want to like, you're not. And I get it. Like I get yeah. it. Um, but unfortunately it's like, the successes I'm having in comedy are preventing me from having a sustainable day job. Yeah. Um, so something will, ha- something will give on this either way. I'm either going to have to just not be, I have to be a more of a local comic. <laughs> well, this um, is the best place to be a local comic for sure. To be fair. For sure. But, um, I've been on the road so much now the last two years that I think I would feel very anxious about not, mm-hmm. um, but if that's what I have to do to like literally survive and still do comedy, of course I'll do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it just sucks. Cause even if I get a great job, if a, if a headliner ends up saying you want to go do something that's actually going to pay, I'm quitting whatever that job is. I don't care if I just like got, I waited a year to get a great perm yeah. job. It's like at the end of the day, it's to me, it's like, I have to take these chances now. Um, so what's the fear stemming from them? Because it cause sounds like you've made up your mind. You're like, I'm going for this right now. Oh yeah. I think it's just, I know my, so going back to the fear, my fear is I, I just get myself in such a disarray with finances that like, I will never really recover <laughs> <laughs> because even if I make some money doing comedy, it's always, you know, it's not a, it's not usually a lot for most folks. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we'll see. But um, there's, you know, of course, there's like no guarantees on anything. Or I could be like, have a great run of a couple of years and actually be making money off a of comedy and then lose it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that that to me, I think is uh, that worries me more that I'll like find minor success. Yes. And it'll be enough that I'll change up my life to fully 
turn into that yes. skid, but then it just won't last long enough right. to actually be sustainable. And then it's like, oh, gotta go back into normal everyday life. And that like that thought gives me yeah more anxiety than the like oh just never get yes. to that minor level of success one idea i have though is if i get to my breaking point living here and i don't and i'm not ready to like kind of give up Move on like jersey city no with the other failures i'm actually just really not gonna have a house I'm, or like have an apartment <laughs> i already pay for a storage unit back home i don't have very much with me here oh. so i figure i'll just throw I'll literally just get it, just keep that storage unit back home in Connecticut. It's like up north. Mm-hmm. And um, try to figure out, like, I was staying, when I first came here, dude, I was staying in an Airbnb that was so cheap per night. It was like stupid. I'm like, if I had, if I had to, yeah, I could like do couches, people's couches who have already talked to me that they were like, no one's going to like put me up for like long term. Right. But I feel like if I was like, hey, I'm going through like a weird transition period. Right. Like I, I feel like I know enough people here who could put up with me for like a week yeah, and I could like rent cheap places or like if it's the summertime, I will fucking sleep in my car. I don't care. You would I not really the don't first care. comedian to live that I know. Life. <laughs> I know. And I'm not like super crazy. Like the like this is definitely like a last resort, but I think that this is something I would do before I would say, Oh, let me like not be available for comedy and be stuck in an office that prevents me from doing the things I have to do to right. like to be successful at comedy. Which is being available and being able to like when you get a gig, even if it's kind of far away, if it's paying and it's like you need to get your face there, you gotta go. Like right. it comes before that job. That's why I'm trying to date somebody who makes a lot of money. Dude, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> that way, if I am like, oh, yeah, minor success, can't really pay for myself, but she loves me. <laughs> I, uh, I tried. Yeah. It, I, I will say, though, so I've dated I dated two wealthy women last year for a little bit, and I, I found myself very resentful of them very quickly. I thought I could handle it, but I was like, because they were, they both came up rich, too, in their lives. Mm-hmm. And so they talk about like the nanny, the the housekeeper. Uh, and then I feel like they didn't have any appreciation for like when I, so just like as a, not that I was like a couple with either one of them, but just yeah. dating being like, if I, we did connect emotionally. So we would talk about like things we we're going through and when they would try to like be sympathetic to me, cause I mostly, if they're going to ask me like, what's wrong, it's like usually money. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And they're trying to be sympathetic about like, uh, like things being hard. I'm like, I just want to be like, you have no fucking idea. Yeah. <laughs> what do you know? You cl- like, I don't know. I think like, I mean, I know class stuff is important. It's just, I thought I could handle it, but I really couldn't. I was just like, you'll never know. You could fuck up and do nothing and you'll always be good. So like, you'll never know. I've, I have realized that I kind of have to like, in terms of, of dating and we won't stay on this too long, but I've realized that, however much money they have, they have to kind of have a poor person's attitude. Exactly. Otherwise, I do what you do. They're like, it's essentially the poor person's version of like, check your privilege. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh, you man, you know, like all this stuff happened. We didn't have any money growing up. I like missed all this stuff or whatever. Right. And they're like, oh, well, you know, I couldn't go to horse camp this one summer because yeah. I had to go to like boating camp or whatever. And yeah. I'm like, shut up. It's like, I'll shoot your horse and feed my family, you yeah. dumb bitch. Well, I wasn't that poor. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Okay, so what are, aside from so here, uh, dying have, in a car. I have a, so wait, there's one more thing. Kay. So 
I do have this other weird backup plan that like if I really, really failed financially in life and mm-hmm. like became such a loser that there was like n- literally no place to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to um, show up to a monastery. I know the exact one I'm going to go to. Whoa. It's called Blue Cliff Monastery in okay. upstate New York by Tish Nhat Hanh. Wow. And um, you can just show up. And they'll give you a place to sleep. You just have to, you know, pretend you're really into Buddhism and <laughs> meditate every day and find enlightenment. But there's also no electricity and you have to do everything mindfully. But I mean, truthfully, if like everyone I know dies and like I am a complete helpless asshole, I figure if nothing else, I'll just become a Buddhist and I will have housing and food. <laughs> wow. You're like extreme. Like, <laughs> have you thought out the zombie apocalypse too? Is no. it, do you have a backup? No, plan I only think it's in, just like I think if in comedy real terms. doesn't work, you're gonna be a monk. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I've always kind of had trouble uh, staying in jobs because I didn't realize. Well, I mean, I kind of always knew, but I didn't. I didn't think that it was possible to live an unconventional life like I am now. And of course, I'm not doing it well. Or Wait, why didn't you think it was possible? I thought I always had to just like have a nine to five regular job. I don't know. I never like imagined a, an unconventional way of living my life like I am now. And if I was actually okay. making money out of the things I was doing, yeah, this, this would be, um, I'm not going to be like, doing great but i could pay my bills without right. like being stupid that's and, um, honestly like and i know a lot of people say this but like my goal for comedy is just like make an okay enough yeah living yeah to where like yeah he's just like a middle class normal day. would i love to be like playing theaters hell yeah i'd love yeah. to be playing theaters but like odds of that happening right near zero right i just want to like you know not die yes i'm, I'm yes. with you yeah i mean i've already yeah so anyway so this goes into the fear thing is that i've always kind of been even before i was doing all the crazy shit i'm doing now with mm. my life when i had like a very boring monotonous safe life and also i was with a partner who never had trouble uh ke- keeping boring office jobs yeah <laughs> so i always kind of knew in my 20s i was like i never had a fear that it wasn't going to be good i always felt like there was going to be like stuff around me that like i'll be taken care of mm. um and but I always thought even then I was like, but if for some reason things go wrong, religion has always been a weird backup plan because I'm like, people just help people <laughs> no matter like why you fucked up. Wow. Yeah. I don't want to go to. I never would have like. Isn't that weird? At least I guess like if I'm going to become a monk, I'm going to like move to Nepal. I'm not yeah. going to go to Connecticut to be a monk. <laughs> that, I guess that's my. That's my. <laughs> take on your plan i'm like good plan i want it to be more extreme yeah (laughs) yeah fully commit yeah yeah i don't know okay what happened to Corey? we can't get in touch with him he doesn't use electronics yeah he lives in the mountain (laughs) 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 standing outside the grizzly bear yeah guy lives in a mountain Uh, yeah (laughs) side of a mountain you know nice guy what happened (laughs) (laughs) uh, no okay (laughs) this is interesting to me because i like i maybe it's because you're smarter than i am but i I just don't like think that far ahead no i think i'm just insane but go on (laughs) but i like your version better okay um i don't know i don't i don't this is super interesting to me because i don't have that like like I, I don't spiral on the thought. Like yes. it's like, oh, what if I fail? What if I fail? My it kind of just stops at like, 
I don't know. I'll figure it out. I'll yeah. figure it out so far. I'm literally batting a thousand right now. Like my life's okay. Yeah. And uh that's but again, maybe that's because I'm stupid. I'm not right. I'm not thinking of all of the possibilities. Or I'm too cocky. That could be it too. I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm the shit. I'll figure this out. I'll move to Nepal. Fuck you. Well, I think we've probably had very different lives too. Because I've actually had a ton of crazy, insane, bad things happen to me my whole life. And so I've kind of always been like a in survival mode. Like oh, I'm okay. I'm like that with like like I was I like I definitely have a pass with shoplifting. <laughs> uh, shoplifting what? Clothes? You name it, I can shoplift it besides wow. cars. Besides cars. Cars would be tricky. Yeah. I mean, I spend time... I don't want to say this on a podcast. <laughs> I'm sure the statute of limitations is probably uh, Let's just say I've had my run-ins. I've had times I'm not sleeping at home. <laughs> let's just say that. Oh, man. Let's just say that. But I did those things... For survival. I wasn't doing it just to be like, oh, life is stupid. Let me just... Right. Not just like 16-year-old is mad no. at her parents. No, like I need tampons. Like <laughs> like, ah. like real. Um, That's what they called you in jail. I used to bandit. I used to barter in college to like get what I needed with other kids because I was like, Whoa. I didn't have stuff. Um, the yeah. whole thing was really intense. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> it sounds <I've>, stressful. <laughs> I've had a life of like, so I think I've always, as a, even a little kid, I always kind of knew like things can go at any time. So like you better know what the fuck you're going to do. Um, Interesting. And I've always felt like, um, yeah. And I, and because I had, I've had, I've definitely been fired from jobs over the course of my life. And, um, you know, didn't realize how, like, I don't think I was designed to probably work in an office, but I was trying so hard to make that work for mm-hmm. a long time. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So, but I always figure, like, convicts come back in and they figure out jobs. But, dude, I've been rejected as a dishwasher. I've been rejected at applying. <laughs> they literally told me no. They were like, no. And I knew the woman. I knew the leave. woman who owned the restaurant. I was like, I can wash a dish. You're overqualified. <laughs> That's the problem. It's so stupid. Trader Joe's, when the first temp job, when I moved here, I, everyone was like, oh, go to Trader Joe's. I went in person. They were literally like, looked at my resume, like, no, thank you. <laughs> I was like, I can't bag groceries. Like, yeah, because they, it's the, it's the overqualified, like, oh, you're just doing this because you need money and you're going to leave in a week type deal. The crazy thing is, if I could figure it out, I would be happy to do a retail job. Yeah. You got to wait until you're like 50. Oh. Retail is either like teenagers or, or like old. stay-at-home moms. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, so but you're that's in stuff- the exact I mean you're in in the exact right situation for comedy. Yes. Like you're the perfect age. You've got like a great backstory for it, but a normal job society doesn't want you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so when you're like, oh I'll just go do roofing, I was like, well, I've already tried to do what I thought were the backup jobs that anyone does when you fuck up. Fuck, now you're fucking me up. <laughs> I'm sitting here like, could I do roofing again? They'd probably be like, ah, oh, you're kinda out of shape, bud. It's like, no, I've done this before. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> I don't want to see. I'm telling you, I'm just <laughs> dumb. I'm not like thinking it through. I'm just like, ah, everyone has already stopped listening to this episode. Cause they're like, I'm feeling so anxious about how I'm doing in life <laughs> comparing myself or they're being like, you know what? These two, or at least this one <laughs> is fucking up so bad. It's like a Jerry yeah. Springer episode, but just like listening to me being like, wow, what a complete incompetent <laughs> idiot. Like she'll never get this right. But I wait, feel so much better about my life. My argument to, <laughs> to you right now is like if all of these terrible <laughs> situations already happened and you've already gotten all out of all of them doesn't that make you feel better about the future of like yes but i'm worried what i'm gonna have to do to keep making ends meet like what is the next step i've already talked to strippers about that um, and what they say what's weird is so I, I've met it's a couple weird they like enjoy their job. No, uh, but like there's one person hot takes trippers <laughs> do not enjoy their job. They can. <laughs> I'm just saying, no, that's not what I mean. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's one woman here in comedy who strips, but like she's been posting a lot lately about how like the club has not, has been like not having a lot of customers lately. And so mm. she's been struggling. Um, I know a woman who does uh BD, uh, not BDSM. Dominatrix. Yeah, dominatrix work. stuff out yeah. in the Bay. She pays her rent in San Francisco, which is by is yep. more expensive than this market. I also know a professional dominatrix in this city, and she's doing better than well. Yes. <laughs> she's yeah. doing very, very well. So, I mean, I've thought about taking an internship on peeing on men. You know, if I need I, to, I wait, will. Wait. I was in the episode with Keanu. I was trying to convince her because... Uh, at her she just has like a weekend hostess job and like some rich real estate guy just gave her a thousand dollars for no reason and i was like he wants you to hurt him yeah like and i was like you should go do it like there's so much money making opportunity here i'm all for women kicking the shit out of men if the men are like i'll pay you for it girl power see i see i see some people doing it well and i see some people struggling like i've there's so much porn on twitter and now that i'm like doing Mm. halfway decent on twitter i feel like i am engaging now with like a lot of sex workers yeah and there's one woman in particular that i chat with a lot and she's an older woman i don't think she's conventionally attractive um but she's doing pretty well and she's booking she goes and she like takes trips to like have sex with people I mean, she's doing traditional sex work, which is not what I want to do. I'd rather pee on someone than right. pretend that I want to have sex with them. Yeah. Um, well, you're in the city for it. Yes. The correct city for it. Also, I have no problem showing my body. So if they're like, I would do the strip club thing if I thought it was consistent money. However, if I degraded myself because it's not my idea of a fun time, I'm literally be mm. doing it for the cash. I'd be like, great. Thank you. Uh, I can. You'd only- rather have them laugh at you than. Uh, oh, yeah. Laugh at your words and not laugh at your body. Oh, uh, let's hope. Yeah. <laughs> let's hope. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So uh, if I did that, though, and then it was like, oh, you didn't even make that much money at it. And you did this thing that you didn't. It was not your uh, idea of a good time. Yeah. I would be very upset. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I. but that's that's kind of what I mean of just like because you've been in those situations before. It sounds like deep down like subconsciously since you've already had these thoughts you're also like eh, i'll figure it out yeah like, I'll, I'll go do that if i have to yeah type type deal i'm kind of like when i if i have to face the music i've done other insane things before and i'll do it again if i need to i just i, I would really i'm a hard worker so i'm really working hard to mm-hmm. avoid that right but i you know those things are definitely in the rotation in the back of my head of like 
keep in mind that you know this person who does sex work. Keep in mind that you know this person who sells weed. Yeah. <laughs> keep these things in mind. <laughs> yeah. it's uh, Even though it's not my idea of like how I want to do it. Yeah. I would get into the sex work before the drug business. Yeah. The sex work is legal. What if your sex work was just making women feel safe? My, I would do that <laughs> for sure. I already do that for free. Not having sex. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, Corey. <laughs> it is true. They no longer feel safe <laughs> after listening to this. Until you said the, that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Your stick has I been working. I wasn't supposed to be so aware about it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, <laughs> uh, interesting concept. If you want to wing woman it, you're like, sure. You know, some ladies that are just, uh, you know, feeling anxious. You're like, I got a guy. He yeah. charges two fifty an hour. Then you'll be like, is it a therapist? You're like, no, he's way less qualified. <laughs> he's going to give you great encouraging advice. Yeah. He's going to tell you the things that your dad never told you. Oh he's going to believe in so you and that. love you. Ooh unconditionally but i reserve the right to not believe in some of the women (laughs) (laughs) like i'm not about to take on shitty clients i'm not gonna lie to people you're like this person's a piece of shit yeah like if they're coming to me and they're like this this horrible version of just like nothing going for them in their life and they're like tell me it's gonna be okay and be like no you're you're really so you got like a (laughs) one-eyed lady i mean yeah 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 just like a a fisherman's (laughs) wife can't talk well you're yeah, gonna be yeah. like no yeah she's like i want to be a movie star i'll be like no <laughs> but like anytime that any of my friends or like anyone else is like oh i want to you know i like maybe i want to do sex work or maybe like Wait. i want to audition for movies i'm like yeah go for it fuck it what's the worst thing that happens would you tell a female friend that you thought was not attractive and they were like i want to take off my clothes for a living and you thought in your head this is not going to go well for her would you tell her boy it really depends on uh the friend (laughs) (laughs) Um, would you be like it's like this is like a booger hanging out of your nose on like a next level like do you tell the friend like uh i think you i think this might not be that no because only because of the type of work it is i know Someone, because someone I am will a man want it. that someone will want. Yes. It. Like back to what you were saying about like this adult sex worker who's like you said not conventionally attractive, yes. still doing very well. Yes. Like, guys are into a lot of stuff. So yes. like even if I'm like sitting here going like, no, you're not that attractive right. to me. I'm not gonna say like there's not a niche for you. Sure. And honestly, I kind of take the same uh, like thought process to comedy. Like, even if, and like, I'm not saying the people that bomb every night on stage should continue stand up. They shouldn't. But there is a niche for everybody. And with the internet, if you can hit 300 million people, and it turns out that 0.001% of those people think you're, or sorry, 003% of those people think you're funny, that's still a million fans. Yeah. That's more than enough to make money off of. So I'm like, it's the same concept in my mind. Like even if you're hella ugly, like people are get a million people are going to be into that. Yeah. And everybody in India, I hear like <laughs> that's, that's where you make a lot of money. If you're like in that work. Oh really? Yeah. You like, uh, publish a lot of posts 
in like Bangladesh. Oh. And they go nuts. Oh. I've I've heard that from a couple of people. Oh. I thought about setting up a Patreon for nudes. Yeah, you totally could do that. Yeah. I know somebody that runs like a foot fetish page. Yeah. Shitload of followers. Yeah. You're like, I don't under and like has the Patreon. I don't understand men paying for it. That is like so much for free. Right. That's the thing. I feel like they would have to be bought into you as a person to be like, oh, I want to see her nudes, right. not like just any anything. Yeah. Um, it's interesting to me that you're like that you don't have a fear around like showing your like showing your body. I'm not saying you're going to do it, but you, it doesn't seem like you have a fear around it. But then like well, driving really th- at night. I've really thought really of freaks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> like give me the thought process behind that I'm like, not, like you don't have to any, get on the road you don't have <laughs> hardly any social fears it seems like like most people would be terrified to to put nudes online most people would be terrified to get on stage in front of a thousand people and you're like nah, that's easy i do that shit all the time well that's just because well, maybe not the nudes i, I mean, don't know how often you do that but in, in like in my 20s I, I was not this person though i was very much like, afraid of everything and then so what happened improv baby okay <laughs> and it was really like you just doing it you're like oh it's, it's so be here's okay. the thing like i think when i was not i think like when i was 19 i was like really happy and myself and i i feel like my college years were really i feel like my life i didn't really i was uncomfortable with who i was pretty much my whole life except for college years mm-hmm. i came into like punk and hardcore came into like figuring out like my sexuality more clearly um understanding like the kind of aesthetics and people I like that I wasn't exposed to before. Yeah. Um, I just thought like, I thought I was asexual in high school and it turned out like, I just didn't, I didn't like the kind of people I went to school with. It wasn't even about like gender or sex. It was mm. like, I just think y'all dress corny. We know I don't listen to the music that the people in my school listen to. I You're just, too angsty for them. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I mean, there, a little were, bit of that. there were angsty kids, but like they yeah. were into stuff I wasn't into. Like I wasn't a goth kid. And, right. and I was like sneaking out of the house to like do stuff. Um, I like farther away and I didn't have any friends in those scenes, but I was like, I just knew there was another world to be exposed to. And then I got some of it in college and I felt like I was a really happy outgoing person in my college years. Then I got into a very codependent relationship in my twenties. Mm. So I yeah, went, that'll get you. I went inward and became very self-conscious and unhappy for like many years. And then when I turned 30, I was like, I knew I was always wanted to be a comedian since I was a little kid. And then all of a sudden I was like, I want out of this relationship. I want mm. out of this house we rent. I don't want to have, like be responsible for all these dogs, like all the, <laughs> all the fucking shit in my life. I hated, I of knew of course the lesbian couples got a lot of dogs. I knew I didn't want it. <laughs> I knew I wanted out. And, uh, what's crazy is that all it took was starting to do a thing that made me happy and find myself again, what? which was improv wild, uh, wild finding concept. weirdos to have fun with and create with was like the license I needed to like be a happy person again reconnect with like being extra like being able to be extroverted because it became really introverted and miserable during Mm -hmm. my 20s and it's only been skyrocketing from there so now i'm just like i feel like i'm kind of experiencing what most people do in their 20s and my 30s yeah i could i could kind of see that yeah now like going back to the dating thing are you afraid of getting in another codependent relationship oh totally i'm how do you stop yourself from from doing that like where do you hit the panic button 
Where do you see like the signs of like, oh, this is getting bad. I have to get um, out of this. Will you live an impossible life to have someone join it? <laughs> and True that. <laughs> yep. Have no money to spend on them. Mm-hmm. And then they won't want to date you. Wow. <laughs> Wild concept. <laughs> so maybe you're living this way so that you don't get an uncodependent relationship. So I almost. Let me just psychologize you, the There, shit there was someone that I, <laughs> I probably would have done it with last year, but it ended abruptly and I didn't see that coming. But I was kind of gearing up for like being really obs- like obsessively into this person. Mm-hmm. Um but the the one thing you I will feel s- it coming, right? Like not, I I can't too. You're just like oh, this I is, knew I yeah. wasn't gonna do what I did in my twenties. It wasn't gonna be well, that version, good. but I knew I was gonna be like, this person is such a big part of my. I could just tell I was I was ready to be like I'm gonna make this person a really big part of my life, mm-hmm. which means they are gonna like take up a lot of my thoughts and time. Mm-hmm. But the beauty of having the kind of life that I have now is that I don't. I hopefully think that I number one. I already know how miserable I was and then I'm not going to do it again. Um, and I kind of like already know the warning signs for it. And I have talked about this shit. Mm-hmm. I like, I did talk about the shit in therapy when that relationship ended. And so like, I'm hoping that I have the skills to like, be like, okay, it's one thing to just be in a serious relationship where you just really like another person. Yeah. Um, and it's another thing to be like, I can't live without you because yeah. I don't think that anymore. I used to be like terrified of breaking up with people. I, I'm dropping. I'm dropping people. First of all, <laughs> those people that I was afraid of losing, Water of course, I was the one who did the dumping, right? right. It's always the person who's anxious they're going to be left who oh, breaks yeah. up. So I've broken up with all everyone I've ever dated. Same. <laughs> well, I got cheated on once, but then I broke up with her. So I'm counting that as a 50-50. Yes. But I was definitely f- having fear the whole time that they're yeah. going to figure out something they don't like about me. They're going to leave me. And um, Yeah. So then you do it. I didn't then have I'm that like, because I'm the shit. But <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, that I I get that. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, so I, I, guess- I really don't think I'm gonna. I don't have fears about repeating it to be because I just feel like I'm at a place in my life where I know for me to be happy and for me to be a person that I think someone would even be attracted to dating, I have to have like a very full life outside of you have that a person. High bar. Yeah, and like that's good. I and mean, I that's- like objectively yes. healthy yes like that's why i don't like dating people who like want to come to all my shows i'm like no you need oh to get God. a fucking life it's like i that is i think it's because they don't understand it and i forget who said this but they put it a like they put it a very good way in that like our the, our significant other's night out is our job yes so like i tried to frame it to uh my last girlfriend, like you wouldn't bring me to your work office. Right. Like I wouldn't just show up while you worked and like just hung out in the office. And that I think like kind of helped, but it's, it's tough. It's really tough for them to like kind of wrap their brain around, especially like in the situation that I'm in and you're in when your temping is like, 
our day is full yeah. and then our night is full and they're like, Oh, I want to hang out with you. It's nighttime. I just got done with my work. Now it's, it's time to yes. party. And we're like, no, we're still working. And right. they're like, it doesn't look like it. It looks like you're drinking. And it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. But drinking is working. It's true. <laughs> and like, and they're like, what? They're like, you're just hanging out with people you like hanging out with and telling jokes on stage. It's yeah. like, no, I fucking freaked out to right. like work on material after work and then get to this thing. And then I have like, if you don't, have I, relationships here you're dead so it's like yeah you can't just like i awkwardly shook 50 people's hands <laughs> it's never good <laughs> it's just, to them it's though, just part of it yeah <laughs> you know what's funny is that show you came to and you know which person i'm talking about yeah they came to that show unannounced because they yes. were they were worried that i was flirting or checking out woman in the audience and I'm so I so don't do that because I'm truly in work mode. I glaze over when I'm on yeah. stage. Like I don't look at individual people unless I look at them and yeah. ask them a direct question. I could give a shit what people in the audience look like. Yeah. Like if someone was like, "Do crowd work on somebody really hot," I'd be like, "I, I'm like so not in that mentality because I'm like I'm at work. I'm like I'm in the middle of a million things. I'm like I don't give like." I don't know. I'm just not going on stage being like, hey, where the where's yeah. the hotties at? Yeah. So anyway, I blew right past them when I was leaving the show, not knowing that they were in the audience. And they were like, well, I know I have nothing to worry about because you didn't even know I was sitting in the second row. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't I'm not fucking paying attention. I don't give no. a shit who's there. I got other shit going on. Exactly. In I'm here to like say hey, to like talk to comics, do my work and get out. Yeah. And not here uh, for the fucking <laughs> yeah that's why everyone does comedy it's just one big ugly fuck fest yeah oh my there is there is a keyword lot of ugly in, in comedy <laughs> there is a lot of ugly fucking in, in comedy um, you'll hear about people who have like and you don't know always if it's if it's true for sure but like there are definitely some people who you know hook up to try to like get certain opportunities and you'll be like ew <laughs> yeah that person's so like old and the other person's so young but they did it to get whatever they were trying to get and i'm like that's so like yeah. when you know the people in particular and you're like ew there's like a 30 year age difference on these people going back to the big dad energy doesn't happen to me <laughs> but nobody's like nobody's like Ooh, if i fuck cory i'll give me six minutes at greenwich on monday nights at 7 30 for 12 people can you imagine someone blowing you for that no i honestly cannot that person is mentally insane if they saw what i have and they're like i need to blow him you know what's insane is that there. if you were a predator and you went to open mics, you would find a woman who'd be like, what's up? I hear oh, you ran a show. At for sure. I know how to sell myself so that it <laughs> looks good, but I also like have low enough self-esteem that I'm not like, I'm not, I, I, I'm too honest. I think is what yeah. it, I would be afraid of myself giving it away. And then they would think like, Oh, <laughs> I feel really bad about what I did because he like kind of lied. It was on false pretenses. The bigger lesson is not taking advantage of women what? who are desperate for stage time. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what if they really want it? I'm kidding. If they wanted to do it anyway, and yeah. then they just happen to get work out of it, then great. <laughs> <laughs> Got the old twofer. Yeah. The, the yeah. work has to be the dessert. 
Wait, what? Say it again. <laughs> so like if someone just <laughs> wants to suck your dick. Yeah. That's dinner. If they happen to get work out of it uh, anyway, that's dessert. Wow. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> oh my god. All right. So what are so Yeah, what uh, fears? <laughs> What are some more fears? Die, dying uh, or becoming a monk. That's where we took the that road to the yes. end. Dying on the side of the road because you ran out of gas yeah. in Texas for some reason. Uh, what? Are, give me give me some other ones. And then give me some more that you've got like queued up that are not a fear now, but you're like, that'll be a fear in the future. Well, well I mean, I have common ones that I've gotten over. Like I used to be so horribly afraid of heights. I like, um, like if... In fact, though, every once in a while it does sneak up on me and I'll be like, oh, I thought I got over this. And then I'll like freak out. Like I was just in the bay mm-hmm. doing some gigs and uh, I had to like climb down this super cr- like insanely steep. Like it was basically like a drop off with like these really narrow steps. And I just felt like I'm going to fall mm-hmm. <laughs> and I couldn't do it. I ended up being like, I guess I don't need to go to that place. <laughs> and I turned around. I think that's just getting older. Like as I've gotten older, I've been like, I'm going to pass. Yeah. It's fine. I literally was like, I guess I'll get a car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. This was drivable and you didn't want to walk down it? No, the, it was walkable for oh, sure. All right. It was going to be a long walk. I actually like taking long walks. And so I was yeah. like, oh, cool. Like I get to see a neighborhood and I get to where I need to go. So I'll leave really early. And then it helps me also think about like jokes I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So I was leaving early for this venue and I came across these stairs that I was like. So there's this uh, technique, though, I used to get over heights when I was uh, younger because it was like to the point where it would be like I'd be in a situation where I'm like, this is embarrassing that I tell my friends I can't like get up on whatever the fucking thing we're getting up on because I yeah. like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, freak yeah. out about heights. Um, so there's this thing called tapping. Have you heard of it? No. So um, I'm not going to remember it super well, but this woman, um, Chris Carr, who I was following at the time for a bunch of different reasons, um, she ended up like talking about the tapping technique where it's basically like you tap on like a part of your head and your temples and on your chest and like you repeat certain things to yourself. And you didn't want your friends to think you're weird? I didn't do this in front of anyone. Oh, okay. I literally was like, I'm going to go to the water <laughs> tower and I'm going to tap my way up and down. And I did. I tapped that motherfucker. Uh, I tapped it till I got wow. up and down. Um, Good for you. <laughs> I looked Proud like an insane person though. Cause you did literally take a step up the water. I'd like take a step up the water tower and be like freaking the fuck out. And then mm-hmm. like doing this thing. But it like re- it's like weird, but it does recenter you and it like focuses your thoughts so that like you're just thinking about the tapping. Yeah. Before you know it, you're like what you- you're doing, what you need to do. Some people t- do this tapping technique, though, for like you'll see YouTube videos on it for like financial freedom and like really weird things. It's like hmm. trying to take like, the secret and apply it to like a- anything. It just all seems. Yeah. I don't really believe in this stuff, but I think that for whatever reason. Doing the silly thing took me out of my brain enough that I was like, I can get up this really steep ass water tower. Yeah, interesting. I have that you, wouldn't really work for your other fears. No. Do you have a fear you've gotten over? Man. Uh like I said, I'm just not really like a I as I've gotten older, I've gotten more fearful, fearful of like physical danger. Sure. Like but I think that's normal. I think so too. Like like going skiing. Yeah. I would like. I never really liked doing the double black 
diamonds, but I could. Yeah. And now I'm looking at it like, am I going to die? No, but the odds are better yeah. than on this blue yeah. that I would die. So I'm just going to like, I'm enjoying the blue square. So yeah. I'm just going to stay there, which is like not how I was in in college or whatnot like we used to go like cliff jumping into waterfalls and it was like it was high it was like 50 feet yeah like and the only reason we thought it was safe is because we watched someone else do it before us right so it was like well he's fine so i'll be fine like yeah. that kind of yeah, yeah, like, yeah. uh teenage early 20s logic fuck i sound so old um <laughs> the uh i don't know like uh um do you have any like really weird ones from when you were a kid that were just like so i mean i feel like all kids you have like there's the common ones right like some people are afraid of the dark sleeping alone the first time you go yeah. to a friend's house all like sleep over like Ugh. but um did you have any that you were like this is my weird ass thing that like i think this thing is gonna happen um i mean when i was a kid i had like some like vision problem where like i would wake up in the middle of the night half asleep and my my vision would be distorted so it would look like my like door and doorknob was infinitely far away. Yeah. And I would like get up and freak out and I actually like had an MRI when I was like four or five years old. And I like, I remember it because they were like, something must be wrong or whatever. Right. And I like kind of grew out of it every once in a while. I'll wake up and like kind of have it flash, but now I know what it is. Um, I honestly, my biggest fear, like that I've mostly gotten over is just straight up FOMO like okay. fear of missing out i yeah i had it so bad as a kid and it like it stems from the fact that um my parents were divorced and my mom lived in detroit and i had to miss a lot of stuff yeah. because i had to go over there on the weekend so like i got invited to do like a a invite only summer league baseball because sure. i was good at baseball in the spring and i couldn't do it because i had to go over there and i missed a couple of birthday parties and i missed like a class trip and yeah it's like sports games and stuff and so like in high school and it wasn't like like uh it's more a fear of missing out of some of a fear of saying having to say no to something yeah that was more the problem like like i didn't go to a ton of parties in high school but i wasn't invited so i wasn't like oh my god i'm freaking out like i wasn't invited to the, i'm gonna miss it whatever but like if someone was like hey do you want to go to the beach and i couldn't go then i would like have I meltdown would, yeah, not. I mean, I would just I couldn't I couldn't enjoy anything that I was doing the rest of that day. Yeah, like I would go on a ski trip with my family and like be having the best time, but I'd still be sitting there going like, "Oh, my friends are like hanging out right now. They're doing it without me. Like I, I want to join them. Like that kind of yeah. thing." And I'm like, I'm logically, I know I'm sitting here. I'm having more fun than they are. Sure. They're wishing they're where I was. Yeah. But I was also like, I don't want them doing things without me. Exactly. Because I had to go do this and they like, and I would be doing right. that otherwise. But as I've gotten older, um, I still hate saying no to things. I Same. don't like, like canceling, but, um, even though you cancel on me, Corey. I did not cancel all on you. The time. That is not true. Corey's like, not get drinks true. with Caitlin. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. No. The last time I moved spots and then uh yeah, I was with a coworker. Yeah. And it was like it was like, uh, what am I gonna do? I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was uh 
Yeah. No, no. I know what you mean, though. I feel like I also, I grew up, um, like, I'd, I always had friends and stuff, but I never had, like, this crazy social life where I had, like, oh, my God, there's so many things going on. Like, what do I, like, which one do I do? Or, like, but here, it's uh, in terms of, like, not necessarily that there's, sometimes there have been times, though, that I'm, like, oh, I just found out about three different parties. Mm-hmm. I know there are all these different shows going on that, like, mm-hmm. different friends are on that I would love to go hang out at. Mm-hmm. And then you'll go to something and you'll be, like, I made the wrong yup oh that's the worst and, uh, <laughs> uh, and even like a microcosm of that when you do go to the right party but you get stuck talking to the wrong person yes. and you're like oh my which god which I always like, do I know I'll befriend the one person who's not a comic who's yep. like really weird and I'm like well now we're now I'm getting your Instagram do you, let's th- do that the same thing happens to me and I want to know if it happens to you for the same reason I will go find the person that I don't recognize and that's how I and half the time oh. they're not a comic. And that's how I end up talking to the non comics because I'm always like like I always like talking to new people. Yeah. And like obviously I'm if I'm actually friends with someone, then I'll go talk to them. Right. But also like if it's someone I don't recognize, I'm like, oh, OK, let's see what's going on over here. Like that kind of stuff. And then I'm like, I don't know. I'm some person's brother. I do sales. And you're like, fucking kill me. <laughs> And then they're like, oh, he's a comedian. I'm going right. to talk with him. And I'm like trying to submarine myself to not seem cool. <laughs> so they'll leave me. And uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. But it's like, I guess I kind of got over it. Especially, I actually think living in New York City helped me get over it because of the exact situation that you just outlined. Of yeah. like, There's so much going on. You can't go to everything. No. And you're always missing. Yeah. Always. And it's always fine. Like, I, I had this realization, uh, I don't know if you know Michael Harrison, but he's a super funny comic, and he does, like, a, a lot of road work, and he was gone for, like, two and a half months. Yeah. One time. Just, like, big tour. Good for him. He's not big on social media, so it's not like I was seeing that he was doing this. And he, um, he came back, but he came up to me while I was at Greenwich. He was like, hey, man, long time no see. Um, I just got back. I was like, really? You were gone? And he goes... Yeah, you didn't notice it was two and a half months. I was like, honestly, just kind of thought you were bouncing around other clubs. Yeah. Like, and no part of me was like, oh, I bet Michael hates me. I bet like right. this, it was just like, oh, oh, you can leave and nobody fucking no. notices, which like that sounds bad, but it's in a good way yes. of like, nothing's going to happen. People are like, oh, I left for a week for a vacation. People are going to forget about me. Yeah. It's like, no, they just think they didn't run into you for right. a little while. Right. Which that that really helped me with the, the FOMO where I'm like, oh, nobody actually really cares. No. Only your real, real friends, which are like probably your true friends who right. talk to you kind of like all like the time. Five to, or six. Yeah. People. You're talking about like a handful of people in the scene who are going to be like, oh, of course I know because I like talk to you all the, literally all the right. time. Regard like even you know outside of comedy so yeah 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 it's really that yeah those are the people are gonna be like it was really nice though because it took me a long time been here almost a year now but I feel like I finally have a few of those people and like we were like last time I was on tour they were like I miss you and I was like oh I have like (laughs) friends like real friends to miss I mean like I'm friendly with a ton of people here but like I mean like now I'm starting to feel like I actually have some homies yeah and it honestly takes like about a year. Yeah. It's not like, and it, it seems like it's, it seems like it's taking forever, but then you realize like, 
like everyone's an adult. It's not like when you go to college no. and it's just everyone's blank slate and yes. everyone's panicking to make friends and then you make the wrong friends, but you like still have friends. Yes. You move here as an adult and people are not, nobody's sitting around New York going like, oh, I wish I had more friends. Right. But you just like, it just has to happen naturally. And I got super lucky that I became friends with Keanu within like a right. week of being here but that was literally just because she got back from an eight-month rehab stint for her eating disorder and didn't have any friends in comedy and i just moved here didn't have any friends in comedy i got real lucky yeah so like but even most of my best friends now have been doing it for three years i've only known them for like a year yeah year and a half yeah something like that so i i see what you're saying and there's definitely like a i don't know do you have that like social fear of like oh nobody really likes me Oh yeah, I'll, I'll literally every day, and <laughs> <laughs> I also always feel like I feel anxious about the fact that I always uh, I don't make friends based on strategy. It's like I'm organically oh, yeah, no. friends with who I'm friends with, so right. like we're all different levels, whatever, and um, have different goals, like different kinds of people, whatever. But sometimes. I will see how easy things seem to come up for other people in terms of like getting certain opportunities because they did seem to make the the right cool Mm -hmm. friends that have things to do to give you that are cool. And I'm like, well, wouldn't it be nice if anyone who was in that kind of uh, position of power would just happen to be one of my good friends? (laughs) Yeah. But But I, but I can't live that way. I can't do it, man. Yeah. I can't. And it goes back to you. Like, dating those rich girls yes. and you're like you just couldn't do it no, like I, i'm always authentic at the end of the day like i can't yeah. i'm not a salesman i can't do it but it's i i always wonder because i like grew up in a in like a very well-off town and we were on like the the lower middle end of that and i always was like i was like man this is this there's a lot of rich people here and i'm friends with literally zero of them and i was like as a kid i was like oh that's bad luck and now yeah. as an adult i'm like oh i'm like i can hang out with rich people but we don't see like eye to eye on a lot of stuff right which honestly kind of hurts us in like social uh situations because mm-hmm. they've got more resources and we're like instead of the like oh they've got more resources i'm going to be friends with them like my instinct and i think you're similar in that is they've got more resources so fuck them oh yeah 100 <laughs> percent. so it's like that is one thing i've tried to work on like as i'm in the city and just surround it like realizing that i do that yeah. it's just like not immediately thinking fuck them and like treating it as funny like seeing their problems and going that's hilarious yeah i want to hear more about yeah. that um type deal but i don't know well, we've done an hour. Are you looking to wrap? Did you have anything else to uh, anything else? Any other crazy fears you wanted to throw in there? Before well, we when we're talking up? about childhood ones, I have I had many, but one that just popped into my head when we were talking about it. And there was this movie where this green. Uh, my dad owned a video store for a while when I was mm-hmm. a kid, and there was this. And I there's a lot of movies I wasn't allowed to watch, but I would look at like intensely, mm-hmm. like study the cases in the video store to be like, "Ooh, one day you'll be mine." <laughs> and there was this one horror movie I wanted to watch so bad that uh-huh. had a green I don't remember the name of it now but there's a green goblin popping out of the toilet wow um, yeah like come and eat your ass and <laughs> <laughs> and I thought about things coming up and like I mean this thing is big big slimy green thing coming out like up through the toilet like mm-hmm. taking up a lot of space yeah and <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. This thing's going to wreck me. And as a kid, I would just sit in the toilet being like, just like not like you think I'm like, oh, like if anyone, there was like a hidden camera, it looked like I'm always bracing for like the shit of my life. And I wasn't. I was just assuming that like I'm going to be held in the ass by a what? huge slimy was green it thing. all toilets or just your toilet at home? All. Wow. <laughs> oh, here's a fear also related to the toilet. This is weird. I've tried to talk about this on stage. I don't know how to do it yet. Okay. But uh, I always felt guilty because I was raised Catholic uh-huh. uh, that I never got in my prayers. So when I was constipated, which was a lot because I didn't like to drink water as a child, <laughs> I would be stuck on the toilet for so long. I would start praying to get it done. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to bang out these fucking prayers while I'm uh-huh. like waiting an eternity to shit like the camel. Give me Marys. You'll be able to shit. <laughs> So, dude, and then I would have to apologize to quote unquote God because I'm like, I'm sorry we always meet this way. Me, constipated. Literally. That's Poseidon's domain. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think we just end it there. (laughs) This is awesome. Same. I'll talk to you later.